stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We have a very special show for you today. My guest is Victoria Willow. And she's the co-author of really her own memoir, which is called No Room for Vengeance, Injustice and Healing. And it's a New York Times best-selling book. And let me just say that the book, it's a powerful book of forgiveness and the life-changing results that, that came from forgiveness. So let me tell this story. The story of Victoria Ruvalo's resilience has been making headlines since November of 2004, when joyriding kids threw a frozen turkey out of their car and through Victoria's windshield, leaving her face and life and almost her at near death. And they drove away. And the doctors expected death or dysfunctional life. The DA expected 40 years for the teen. And, but Vicki expected better from everyone. She survived and she healed and she convinced the DA and the judge that six months in jail and five years of probation and a year of community service would be much better for society than turning a stupid kid into a hardened criminal. Vicki went on to work alongside her attacker, Ryan Cushing, in the Suffolk County Taste Program for at-risk kids. And instead of one year of community service, Ryan did three years at Victoria's side, where they inspired other kids to pick up what he left off, talking to kids about the decisions that they make. And No Room for Vengeance is co-authored with attorney psychologist Robert Goldman. This is a powerful memoir of Victoria's resilience and its intersection with Robert's Taste program. They have impacted thousands of kids. This story is larger than life and a true indicator of human beings at their best as their lives were at their worst. Welcome, Victoria. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Wow. I'll tell you, you have several videos on your website, and your website is noroomforvengeance.com, and I watch them all. And I, I really encourage everyone listening to this program to go on to No Room for Vengeance and watch this, these videos. I mean, this was, uh, it was the Today Show, and I think Dr. Phil had something, and then wasn't it CBS News? It was several of the news stations. And it was, it was very powerful. And, you know, what I took away from this is that from what happened, and, and so many times, you know, I've done thousands of interviews, and over the years, and many on this kind of subject, and so many times it's out of this, you know, unfortunate, terrible tragedy that amazing things happen. I think the woman who started MAD, Mothers for Drunk Driving, lost a child to drunk driving, 
And that's how that whole movement started. And, I mean, this is really what you're doing. You are saying that we don't have to take kids who make a mistake. And it was a very bad mistake, and it could have been fatal. Thank God it wasn't. And thank God you, you, know, you came out well, and you have your mind, and, and, and you, you, know, you have your life back. But even so, I mean, it, it's the, the story to me is about saying we can take people who make mistakes and instead of immediately punishing them where they have no chance or very little chance, we can help turn their lives around as well. And that's what you did. How did you come to that decision, Vicki? Well, you know, it was a difficult decision to come to. I mean, it wasn't like it just popped in my head. I'm human like everyone else. And after um, I was released and they had taken out all the metal from my mouth and they told me to start weaning off the medication, which it was very strong medication. It was coxycodone. Um, I just totally stopped the medication the next night. And I'll be honest with you, that was when... I noticed all my emotions started flooding me, and I would start crying myself to sleep at night, and I was asking God, why me, God? What what did I ever do in my life that was so bad that I deserved all this, you know? Please, what what did I ever do, you know? Mm -hmm. And then as I was laying there, because right before the incident, I had lost well over 60 pounds. I was working out at least six days a week, two hours a night. Mm. You know, I was in, even every doctor told my sisters, thank God I was in such great physical condition because that truly helped save my life. Mm. And that's when it clicked to me and I said, but wait a minute, God is everywhere. Mm. And he must know that I'm in such great physical condition. That's why it happened to me. Because he knew I would be able to survive it. And if it happened to someone else, they wouldn't. And that's what well, helped me also, get... Well, also, and that you would help, that you would also turn it around. Well, you know what it was? At first, the, the only thing I thought about was that I helped save somebody else's life. That was what was in my mind. And then, as I was doing all my rehab and everything and going through and then sitting with the DA and... um you know, hearing that they, you know, they had him for 40 years and then they were going to, you know, they could definitely get 25. And everybody was telling me not to worry, he'll get the years. And that's when I made this Olga that everyone thought of into a human being when I asked about him. I wanted to know what type of kid he was. Was he always a bad kid? Was he always doing bad things? Was he always mean? Was he always a bully, you know? I wanted to know what type of kid, you know, would do this. And that's when I found out he's human like everyone else, you know. Well, I want to I ask you something on that. Do you think if you had found out about this kid that he was kind of a criminal, he'd been on the streets or he had done these kinds of things, do you think your decision would have been the same, Victoria? You know, that's a difficult question to answer. It would really have to depend on what, mm-hmm. you know, was it? You know what I mean? What Was it really being, you know, was it doing stupid things? You know, like stealing and trying to get things that maybe he didn't have money to do for, you know? Or was he really hurting people? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. so many, yeah. you know, because kids, kids actually act out in various ways. When, you know, they don't have money, they're going to steal it. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, they come from a less fortunate home or maybe they need, yeah. you know, so it really depends on what it was. Yeah. yeah, very, very good answer. Now, you spent three years with Ryan Cushing and you um, inspired other kids in, in terms of the TASTE program. Tell us about the Suffolk County TASTE program, what that stands for and exactly what you did. Well, what it stands for is taste is like a, a little bit of therapy. It's like sort, sort of like a little entrance entry into therapy. And it stands for thinking errors, anger management, social skills, and talking empathy. And what mm-hmm. it is is it's a four-week program that the kids go to the, these classes and the parents also go to the classes, but... The first three classes, which are thinking errors, anger management, and social skills, the kids and the parents are in separate classes. Mm-hmm. And Ryan would speak to that first class about the thinking errors. Mm-hmm. And I would speak, and I speak at the last class, and at the last class, the parents and the children are there together. And they... um they, whatchamacallit, they, um, oh, God, I forgot my thought. They go, Sorry. they go to, they, they come together for the last class and they hear me. They, they don't have no idea that I'm there. They, mm-hmm. they, because well, I'm actually working the computer. And Rob goes through and asks all of them about, you know, what they would do if they saw, because they see pictures of and what I was like in the hospital after the 10-hour surgery. Mm-hmm. And he always asked them, what would you do if that was your mother or that was your father? Or, and, um, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of kids say, you know, I would go find them, I'd beat them up or do things like that. And then he goes, we don't have to, you know, figure out why she's right here. And then it's like everyone's mm. just like, oh, they like. I can imagine. I can they gasp in awe. And, you know, I start talking about my, my past and everything and my history and just, you know, to let them know that, you know, I'm human and, you know, things happen to everyone. You know, and, and it's so true. I mean, think about it. Everyone, I mean, I'm sure you have too. Everyone in this world must have felt like a victim at one point. Not being a victim as like a victim, but, you know, has been hurt and, and you know, by people or others. We've all had something in our lives that was were like that. And, you know, who, who, who is someone else to define what it is to you? Well, but it's what you do with it. Yeah, and I think one of the things I saw in the video when going through your book that struck me is you said, what good would locking this kid up really do? What good is vengeance? You know, even though, yes, I'm angry and, yes, he should pay, in a way, he, he is paying, but he's paying in a different way, isn't he? Right, well, I truly believe that because what good would it do? I mean, what does it do so he can go? So we're taking this 18-year-old kid and we're, um, we're, putting, we're putting him in a jail with real hardened older criminals. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to leave him in there. And then wh- what is he going to learn in there? He's going he's gonna to sit in there and rot and get more bitter and more angry and then come out and do something worse to someone else. I would never want anyone to know the pain or, or the, um, what I had to go through, never. 
So I just couldn't see how that would help, really. Think about it. What, I mean, how easy is it, is it to go lock yourself up somewhere and hide away from everything? Isn't it harder to have to face somebody? Absolutely. And the other thing that's so amazing is not only did you help him and, and he helped you, but look at the thousands of kids that, that you're also helping. That's another thing to look at. Well, you know, I, I, I truly believe, and, and that's why it's so wonderful that I met Robert Goldman because he truly helped to make this truly ridiculous act into something so powerful that it could help other kids. And that's the amazing thing, and that's why I've been going to the taste program, speaking to, to, to them for free. So I volunteer for the past six years because how wonderful is it? I mean, to know that you could change and help change and mold somebody's life and make it better for them? What better gift is there? If my story could help just one other person, how amazing is that? I would do it all over again if I knew it would help somebody. Which is, which is really special. Well, and, and you know, I, I know you've heard about the victim offender, victim offender programs that you've seen in prison where the, the victim will sit down with the offender who's already in prison, face-to-face. -face. I, I believe in that. I really, need, I, I really believe not just for the criminal, it's for yourself as well. You know, I mean, honestly, when you let go of that vengeance, the only person you're really helping is yourself. Because yeah. half the times the people that you you hate or you're miserable about and you're holding on to this anger about probably don't even know that you you have it. You know, they did what they had to do and they moved on. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you, you know, you're really helping yourself. I truly believe if I would have held on to all that anger and rage, I would still be in St. Charles trying to come back to who I am. Mm. How has it changed your life now, looking back? Oh, it has changed my life dramatically. Dramatically. I, um, I, my, my, um, my, my thing is all about kids now and helping kids and trying to make their lives better. And I have no kids of my own, but they are our future, and I truly believe, you know, they keep cutting back all these these things for kids, you know, they're, they're after school programs, you know, you know, youth centers, they're cutting back, the, you know, the towns are cutting back from them. I mean, these, where, what are we going to do? We need to help. It, you know, it doesn't take just a, a parents to raise a kid. It takes a community. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you see now? What are you doing now, Victoria? Well, I mean, I still work. I mean, I work, work full-time for the same company I've been with 24 years. It's a large collection agency that were all over, all over the country. And um, I go to probation once a month, and I speak to the kids. And I, um, I speak at um, youth centers, churches, schools, where anyone wants me. Um, the past couple of years, I've been working with Rob to get the book done. And um, now that it's finally here, I just I want people to know about it, and I'd really love for people to get their hands on it and really dive into it, and hopefully it could help them too. It's amazing. 
What it, what advice do you give? Now you hear Ryan speak. You know when you speak with him. What advice do you give to parents and to teens who, you know, may be going off on the right, wrong foot, particularly the teens? What do you say to them and to their parents? Well, when I'm up there, like I always tell, and Brian has told this to the kids also, and I try to explain to them, try to give them some advice that, you know, not that my parents sat me down and told me this, just by the actions and how they brought me up. I, I try to explain to them that, you know what? If someone is not going to like you, it doesn't matter what you do for them. They're not going to like you. Mm-hmm. That's part of life. There are going to be people that like you and people who don't. But the biggest key to that is you have to like yourself. And if you like yourself, that's what exudes from you. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you because you know what you think of yourself. And, like, I try to always explain to them that, you know, when your friends say, come on, let's go do this, we're all in it, in it together, think about it. They could turn state evidence on you, too, and then you'll be the only one facing jail time. So, basically, it's, a, it's really about, in you, from what I'm hearing you say, self-confidence, self-esteem. You, you, you know what? And if you think about it, a lot of the kids that do get in trouble or have these problems, have issues at home or issues with their self-esteem or they don't think they're good enough or they're not pretty enough. And, you know, and with the bullying going on in the schools and everything, which makes them feel that way even more, they need to know and they need to, to know that they have it inside of them. And that, that's really important. What would you say, Victoria, is the message of your book? Now, I know it was co-authored with attorney and psychologist Robert Goldman. So between both of you, what would you say is the message of the book, No Room for Vengeance? In other words, let go. Let go. The only person you're hurting is yourself. And once you let that go, you could see how free you become. You know, it, it just... Just to, to, you know, people that are mad at their sisters or brothers or family or friends and, you know, they hold on to that revenge or that anger. Is it really worth it? What was it? Something stupid they said or they did? Mm. They probably don't even remember it. And here you are. You're holding it inside of you and you're building it up and building it up. And... Mm. They're going on with their lives and moving on and having a good old time, and you're sitting there still angry about it. (laughs) You know, the message of the book is to um, help you to move on and to move forward. And also, you know, I want to get, I really want to get this TASE program into the school systems. I truly believe we have to help these kids before they get into trouble. Absolutely. And, and when, you, when you give talks, do you go with Ryan now, or do you give him by yourself? No, um, Ryan and I do not go together. Um, you know, he, you know he's, he's a human being like anyone else. He did his, he did his com- probation, his community service, which he continued and volunteered for an additional three years. You know, and 
now he just wants to move on with his life, and I just want him, that's all I ask him to do, just go and have a good life. And what is he doing now? Well, you know, I, I don't speak to him that often, but I do try to keep in contact with him every so often. I know that, you know, he's got a job, he's got an apartment, he's a good part of society now. Oh, that's so great. It really is. It's wonderful. It it really lightens up my... It really warms my heart to know that. Yeah. I want to read something in your book. It's It's a quote from Charlotte Bronte, and I'd love your comments. She writes, Something of vengeance I had tasted for the first time, as aromatic wine it seemed, on swallowing warm and racy, its after flavor was metallic, corroding, and gave me a sensation as if I had been poisoned. Very interesting. So true. So true. Uh, I, you know, my whole life I've always tried to keep, and even till this day, I don't keep negativity in my life. I I, I don't, because I truly believe negativity breeds negativity. Positive breeds positive. So that's sort of like it's saying, you know, you think it's so sweet to have that revenge. But once you have it, it's just bitter and old and disgusting. When you went through, you said it was a 10-hour surgery. Yes, it was. And they didn't, they um, had thought I would need more surgeries, but I only needed a, only need, only needed a one 10-hour surgery. <laughs> mm. How long did you have to have your uh, jaw wired? Because I saw that on the video. Yeah, well, um, first of all, they had, they had put me in an induced coma, um, which I didn't wake up for a month. I, didn't, I have no recollection of the wonderful hospital that saved my life, Stony Brook University Hospital. Um, I only remember St. Charles because that's when I had woken up. It was a month later, and I was already in the rehab hospital. Um, so I had, um, cause they, they couldn't work on me for, they, they kept, you know, I was, my head was packed in ice and they just had an excess tape holding my face together for a week cause they had to wait till the swelling went down. And, um, I had to have, um, my mouth was wired shut and until, um, I think it was January 12th or somewhere around there. So it was like almost two months. And um, I, have, I also have, which I'll always have for the rest of my life, I have um, four titanium plates in my face. I have one in my right side on my right cheek, three on my left, and a screening hole in my left eye in place. So. And one of the things I, I watched was that you, you live in pain now. Excuse me? You live with pain now. There's still pain involved. Oh, you know what? And I just thank God I'm alive every day. That's the best thing. Um, it's. I know I have my own barometer. I know whenever it's going to rain or snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my it. It's like I I, I can't under- explain it. It's like a heaviness feeling. Mm-hmm. You know where you know where the, on my on my cheeks and and around and my upper gum is still a little numb because they had to cut my upper gum open to work on me. Mm-hmm. But I'm alive. I got the best gift in the world. Yeah, it's really wonderful. 
Victoria, in terms of writing this, what was it like to write this book with um, with Attorney Goldman? He's a psychologist and an attorney. So what was that like, you know, in terms of blending your two styles? Well, it, w- it was really wonderful because I, I respect um, Dr. Robert Goldman immensely. And um, it was really very good. And actually, as he was, because um, he, he, he was amazing. He actually interviewed everyone for the book. He went to the police offices, everyone, went to at Stony Brook Hospital, everywhere, to, and interviewed everyone for the book. And um, he actually interviewed me, and as we were going through my, my life history, he just looked at me and he goes, who needs the turkey? You have a, you have a book without it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only because, I, you know, I've had, I've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of tragedies since I'm young. And I truly believe um, that that is part of the reason why. I, it was like, it led me up to, to, to this to help me not be so bitter, I guess. Yes. Well, as you said, you think you were, you were chosen in, 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 in some way for this. I mean, yeah. even though it's, it's a tough one. Um, you've been chosen. And how many years has it been now? It has will it be seven years, November 13th. Seven, so you're coming up on your anniversary. Yes, yes. And the only revenge I ever thought of was I cooked a 20-pound turkey that first Thanksgiving when I got home in 2005. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. And when right, I, I want to read another. You have so many beautiful, beautiful quotes. Um, oh, thank you. And yeah, in the book, and, and they're in, in large print. I really suggest people buy this book. It's No Room for Je- Vengeance, Injustice and Healing. Um, now, Aesop said, The injury we do and the one we suffer are not weighed in the same scales. Hmm, interesting. I, I guess that's pretty true. Think about it the pain we suffer, the injury we, you know, it, it really is true in a way. If you think about it, it's very, it, that's very, um, <laughs> yeah, it's deep and it's true. Here's another one by uh, Denny Maloney, a community justice expert. Crime is a wound that disrupts the peace of the community. Mm. And one. it's true because not just, I mean, think about it. Um, after this happened to me, I'm sure. People are like, oh my God, I can't even. We can't even drive. I mean, think about it. it. Could have been anyone, your mother, your brother, your sister. I'm sure people all around were like getting nervous and where, you know, are we going to drive? And you know what I mean. So it does disrupt the whole community. And and I think you know one of the things that that I read and you also said on your video is that you were here to. You know, you want you were going to make a difference with this. There was going to be something positive. I mean, he was a person who you happened to be right. You were a block from your house, right? Yeah, block from your house when the turkey was thrown through, and it it, it's just amazing. And you made that decision to to make a difference and turn it around, and you know, help him, and not just help him, but help so so many other people. And you know what it is too, and I truly believe in. And um, if or if everyone would go and, and and buy the book and read it, you will see um, that I've had a lot of tragedies in my life from the time I was thirteen, and oh. all I've really seen was young people die. And to me, in my head, 
how could I take this young life and and let it just rot in jail when I saw so many wonderful young lives, all that potential just go down the drain? And how could I just take this life? I, I just couldn't do that. Well, and and that was that was very important, and it's been a great and one of the things on the video I enjoyed too um, was the the comments. I mean, there were comments from people about your story, and the comments were you know, very positive that it was really an inspiration to them. Now, not everybody would have said that, but the the comments on the video were, you know, isn't this amazing and inspiring what Victoria did? in terms of instead of, you know, putting this man in jail for the rest of his life, you know, giving him a second chance. And because you said you had a second chance at life. Oh, that's definitely how I feel. The way I feel is God blessed me and, and, and saved me. Uh, I'm just returning. I'm just paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And, Very good. I tru- and I truly believe, I truly believe it was everyone's thoughts and prayers I I, I I do. I want to thank everyone who thought and prayed mm-hmm. to me because I, I, I know for a fact that my, my girlfriend um, had a healing um, prayer mass for me, and they had that all over the place, and I truly believe that's why I'm still here. Amazing. All right, closing thoughts, Victoria, for our listeners. If they get one thing out of this interview and out of your book, No Room for Gent Vengeance, Injustice and Healing, what would you say? I would say, look into yourself and make and and know that whatever you're doing is really for you, and you have to love yourself more. Hmm. All right. And again, where um, where can people get the book? Oh, Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon.com. Um, if they go on to my website, um, I, I think there's a link that will link you right up there, or that will be going on soon. And if anyone is really interested, I'm sorry that we had we, we didn't have that long, but if anyone wants more information, they could just go to NoRoomForVengeance.com, and there's so much on there for them to learn. And, and can we, they write? Can they write? Contact you or write to you through that? Um, I, I think they can. Yes, I think they can put their emails on there, and um, I, I, I think there will be, or there, there is. All right. Thank you so much, Victoria, for being on this program. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Our guest today has been Victoria Ruvalo, co-author with Robert Goldman of No Room for Vengeance and Justice and Healing. And it's her true story of turning a, you know, a, an act of, um, well, I guess we would say that it, w- it was a random act of certainly unkindness, but a turkey thrown through her window was a prank that almost killed her. And instead of sending her a perpetrator to jail, she worked along with him to inspire other teens not to do these things. What a wonderful thing. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, Patricia Raskin at patriciaraskin.com. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.